1: I mean, it was like a seminal moment, I feel like a connection was made as I was able to not abandon myself in a moment of extreme pain.
0: Hey team, another amazing week and another amazing guest. We've got Kate Bailey with us this week. Now, Kate is one half of Love Sober. The other half of Love Sober is Mandy Manners. And recently, Kate and Mandy have written an amazing book called Love Your Sober Year. Now, I won't go into too much detail because Kate's gonna talk all about that during the podcast. She's gonna give us a background into how uh, how how Love Sober came to be, But I will say this, we've recently been having a lot of requests for conversations around the change of seasons, what to do in the lead up to Christmas. And and for many of us, you know, it's autumn right now. And uh, Kate is a fantastic person to talk to that. So we cover a lot of ground around seasonal changes, things we can do. We explore elements of the book and and for anyone who is drawn to it, it's going to be a fantastic resource. So make sure you check out the, the link to that and everything in the show notes. Awesome. All right. That's everything from me. Make sure you come and join us if you haven't already for any of the the remaining Sober October Insight sessions that we're running in the Facebook group. You'd basically just get to rock up on a Tuesday and just come and kind of experience a live podcast, which is pretty cool. Right, team. Love you all. See you on the podcast.
2: Hello. Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast. We have got a very special guest today. We've got the lovely Kate Bailey from Love Sober with us. Hello, Kate. How are you?
1: Hi. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm sober and I'm present.
2: So, you know. <laughs> well, that's the two pre- prerequisites, so you're yes. in. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thanks. You? <laughs> it's so lovely to have you here and um, we're really excited about this conversation. We were fortunate enough to get a little, a little sneak preview of your little baby, your new book, yeah. which is just delightful and it's been a real pleasure to have a leaf through and um, uh, I'm really excited to share it here with our listeners. Uh, so before we get into that, could we just get a little bit more about you just to a little intro for our listeners? So anybody that hasn't yet come across Love Sober and doesn't know who who you are, if you can just let us know, um, you know, how, how you've ended up in this space in the first place would be wonderful. Mm,
1: yeah, thank you. Thanks, Sam. Um, thanks, Ellie. Yes. Yeah, so um, I co-founded Love Sober, uh, which is a community interest company with mandy mandy manners back in it became official in 2019 but we were kind of working behind the scenes before that um and yeah love sober is essentially a space to support women with alcohol use disorder um in a really sort of positive positive framework for sobriety. Um, we have a podcast, Love Sober Podcast. Well, Mandy actually doesn't do that anymore. She's gone more into different avenues of, um, yeah, of sort of therapeutic space and coaching, but I still do that. Um, I am a sober coach, um, I'm a wellbeing coach, and I'm an author as well of two books. So, uh, and, you know, the way I ended up in this space, I guess, you know, I would say necessity is the mother of invention, really. And um, I found myself, I mean, I've been on the sober path or recovery, depending on how you, you know, what language you want to use um, for nine years. Um, And my sober streak is six years and three months wow so um I'm I'm delighted with that it feels like a long time and a really short time as well it's funny Mm -hmm. how time Mm -hmm. goes once you've yeah you've been doing it a while so um yeah so I found myself you know in my early 40s with two young children very isolated in a new town and I'd always used alcohol as that kind of way to you know socialize not I had questioned it because I knew that it affected my, my mental health. I knew that it exacerbated anxiety. I also kind of knew that I was using it as a way of coping with that anxiety for many, many years, but I didn't have the tools to not do. Yeah. Um, and it was that kind of, you know, we talk about gray area drinking, you know, now in, in the sober sphere, don't we? And it was that thing where it kind of looked just about normal to the outside. So, mm-hmm. you know, there were no Real indicators from the outside flagging it up. There was just that kind of confusing internal space, mm. and yeah, I, I got to that point. Yeah, like I said, about nine years ago, um, and I tried various things, and I found soberistas online online mm. forum, and it was the first place that I thought, okay, that is not scaring the living daylights yeah. out of me. I it looks positive. I can fit here, and and that was it. Really, that was that was the beginning of my journey. So, forever grateful to uh, So Bristers who are, who attend. Mm. They've got their tenth birthday this year, so that's oh, wonderful. Mm.
2: That's yeah, really cool. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. And uh, it, it it there are so many things that are important in this journey, and community is like it's it's right up there. Um, just as you said, to to be able to fit into a space and mm. not be terrified by it um so i i love that that was your your way in and now that you're able to offer you know the same um you know that that same like wrapping of the arms around people in many different ways including this book which is just fabulous there's i oh i was reading it on um on the train yesterday and there's some beautiful illustrations and it's the, there is so much ground covered it's so mm. comprehensive and it feels like it feels like having a it does feel like a little arm around you actually it's mm. like, like it's friend, like having yeah. this yeah a, a little companion for the wear and uh i i just i, I love how many uses it has and how uh you can approach it many, many different ways. So um, before we delve into the, the the meat of it, could you just give us a little bit of background as to how this particular book came into fruition mm. and, um, and and what it's all about, and then we can delve into some of the detail.
1: Mm, thanks, Ellie. I, you know, we are super proud of this book, and I think, like you said, I mean, when I opened the box, um, when the publisher sent us the first copies, I just clapped my hands and I was squealing and I was just saying it is so beautiful Mm, because it really is and and that's what we wanted and the publishers have done a really amazing amazing job with it because we wanted it to feel really precious sort of practical and precious that's that's the thing Um, and the the way it sort of came about uh, I'd sort of point out it's not quit lit there's a lot of yeah. And we have written a quit lit title. That was our, our first book, um, which is called Love Yourself Sober. Little plug there. Um, but This is very much, you know, we know as, as sort of coaches and sober people that we go through various stages um, in sobriety and recovery on, on that journey um you know uh, if anyone's listening in you know you that you that you know that that sort of changes stages mm. of change cycle you know from contemplation maintenance so we felt that this is very much this maintenance sort of piece it was like you can get sober but what what next yeah and how do we stay sober how do we love being sober and that's where I love to work personally is in that space which is Okay, we've got some of the early muscle power there. And now let's get freaking excited and explore. And mm. once we unhook from that, those kind of limiting, destructive, narrowing effects of alcohol and have some of that healing on board and some of that muscle power, and it's feeling, you know, less like an effort. You, it's like it feels like life is a menu you know It's just yeah. so expansive and so that's where the book idea came from it came from this widening appreciation of you know nature cycles of of how we manage our stress how we light ourselves up at in winter with lights how we work with our cycles as women to um so that we don't become overwhelmed and depleted. So mm. it was like, okay, how do we have a really, uh, comprehensive toolkit that actually feels good to use? That yeah. that was the idea behind it. Let's let's make this lush mate. Let's make this fun because we don't stop drinking to feel shit, do we? Excuse mm. me, I don't. No, you can swear swearing. as much as you like. Here. Don't worry <laughs> about Actively encourage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. C- yeah. <laughs> it's very welcome. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we 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 stop drinking to feel better, don't yeah. we? We want to feel better and feel like life is life is exciting and it's there for us to explore.
0: Oh, it's amazing to hear that. Like we're we, with the mission that me and Ellie are on, we're so aligned with that. But every a lot of the stuff that we create is is about that. But like, how do you joyfully stay stopped, and how does it become this? Gift and all those things on the menu. I love the way you said that, Kate. There's Because there's so much stuff on the menu, you don't even know it's there. The menu just keeps expanding and expanding. Every, and every, with every year, more gets added to it. It's just kind of like this infinite menu of, of goodies, right? And um, yeah. yeah, I want to honor the fact that it's not Quit Lit. I love QuitLit. I mean, I gobbled it up back mm-hmm. early in my sort of like alcohol-free journey years ago now. I read so much. But actually, I really honor anybody who takes on the task of putting together... It's kind of like having a coach with you or having it's like a like you use different models in the book and and it's clearly Mm. built on your principles that that you see as being very very powerful and i think that's a real undertaking not not that you know um memoirs and kind of all those things are, are incredibly powerful too and i think having a mix of all of those is great but You know, can you tell us a bit about some of these models that you've Mm. you've used in the book? Because you talk about panarchic theory, you talk about seasons, you talk about the stages of change. It's really Mm. exciting. I'd love to know a bit more about that.
1: Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So, well, Mandy and I, we, we love theory where we're quite sort of like, you know, delving into all the kind of cycles and the neuroscience and the... Um, you know I love the science of happiness evolutionary theory um, we do a lot of i I trained with an, a woman called Irene Lyon who with the neurobiology of stress polyvagal theory blah 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 so this it's a little bit of indulging us in that kind of our extreme sort of nerd nerdism around <laughs> how <laughs> love it what we like what we like but actually we got very very excited when we started to look we were as we use the framework of the seasons because we want you know we talked to our publisher about writing something as a kind of a yearbook and you could do it in various ways um and I've always you know when I was a, when I was a kid I loved um yeah anything to do with nature um that, anyway, I won't go on about that. That's way back. But when when we started to really look and we started to continue our studies, we kept coming back to this, this kind of cyclical nature that there mm. is. I mean, both of us returned to drinking after a year so that we knew there was something about significant there. And then we stopped again. Both of mm. us we were like, that's weird. Both of us, and we felt sort of anecdotally on Sober Forums that every time there was a new season, every time there was about three months past, people would kind of flatline and go, oh, my God, what now? What now? And it was quite Mm. discomforting and disquieting. Um, So we felt like there was something in the seasons. It's almost like you need a toolkit for each season. So there were these wider cycles. And then we looked at, you know, Prochashka and Clementi, which was the stages of change that we talked about. We were looking at, we talked to um, Alexandra Pope and Jani, uh, I can't remember her surname, who wrote Who from the Red School, who work very uh, closely with uh, menopause and women's cycles. So we were like, okay, there's something around, you know, monthly cycles for women. We need hmm. to honour the biology of women mm-hmm. um because he, lots of people were getting triggered at certain times in the month so we, we did a deep deep dive into that um and then we found um this idea of the panarchic cycle which was this um you know in the s- spring summer autumn winter having these um Having these qualities and processes that we rec- we recognized and we bought we built out our R four balance method of this. So spring um, is like this this uh, season of, of growth. So we we felt that this was uh, a chance to uh, kind of rest. We stop at that point. We stop. We stop drinking. Um, then we we start to reignite, and this felt like the summer. We start to reignite our passions. Then we start to rewrite uh, and release in autumn, and then we go back into rest and restore again in winter. And we really felt that that fitted with what we do as you know in sobriety as well, because we stop doing the drinking. We go through a period of growth. We then have to reach this kind of maintenance phase. And then we have to kind of get rid of stuff that isn't working from that. And then we go into a new cycle of growth. So, yeah, we sort of tie it all together. Um, and, you know, it sort of makes sense, really, when you consider that we are mammals. You know, we're primers, aren't we? so I know we like to think we're we're kind of not, but of course, we're going to be governed by some of these, you know, wider cycles at work, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, right? Are we... I mean, Ellie and I are often talking about this, this kind of intelligence that we're connected to, that we, because we have the power of thought, we can kind of, we imagine ourselves as separate from it all. Like, but when you look out the window, it's very clear to you that all of nature is deeply connected. And yet somehow we kind of make up this story that we're not. Yeah. And um, yeah, so like, however deep you want to go into it, just at that level, it simplifies it and it, and mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me. For sure.
1: yeah and essentially you know like I said we we kind of you know there is a deep dive into lots of what we did personally in terms of different kind of models and theories but we wanted to just crystallize it to make it very practical and comforting so it's like you then have a toolkit for each season And once we have a toolkit, once we can meet our sensory needs, once we can meet our stress needs, once we can, you know, work with the boundaries or our fluctuating energy levels, we can harness the gifts as well. So it's almost like it's a kind of tool to get calm enough and present in our life to then go, well, what are the gifts of this particular Mm. time of year? You know, and how do you know, I, you know, when I discovered, how do you say, is it Hugo? like higger Hugo oh yeah which is the oh, danish yeah, yeah. danish art of happiness i mean yeah. i spent a good or you know one year just I was really happy the kids had gone back to school I was like thank god yes. you know that is not a holiday <laughs> that is, let's not call that a holiday which again you know summer being that burnout time when we're fiercely social fiery energy you know that that's got a seasonal element to it right so autumn okay let's just settle down and I was like Oh, permission to candle permission to hot mm. chocolate permission mm. to read books and get socks on yeah. and it felt so nurturing you know so yeah. it's like about harnessing the gifts
2: managing stresses of each, of each season yeah I, I love that that word that you used for comforting because that, mm. that's exactly what it is it's it's so so much needed I um had a an appointment with my acupuncturist this week and I was just saying to her like about I, like I love this season. I love the autumn, and I love everything that you did. I was getting all excited about the candles and the hot chocolate and the socks and the boots and the <laughs> big jumpers <laughs> nip, and all of that. There. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. And I was saying to her about, uh, she's very wise, my acupuncturist, and she's um, she's like my guru. And I was saying to her like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm going. Sam knows I'm going through this whole perimenopausal business. And so he's along for the ride and he's absolutely loving being involved in it and <laughs> learning along the way with me. Um, and I've had a lot of issues with tiredness and mm. fatigue and uh, some of that I'm you know, going through the process of taking hormones for and what have you. And I was saying to my like acupuncturist, I still feel really tired. And we had this lovely conversation where she was reminding me of like, yeah, but we're heading into that season. We're heading into that season where it is a winding down we're not supposed to be exerting energy in mm. the same way it's, it's a conservation period and yeah. so at a really basic and simple level I was talking to her about like my routine and the you know um, she was suggesting shifting so I would normally do my physical yoga practice at the end of the day and she said try doing it earlier in the mm. day so your kids and your youngest is now at school so take the recording of the class and do it earlier in the day and see how mm. you feel but it's all of these li- little um elements that make up how we navigate through the day and how the days make the weeks and so on. yeah, if, yeah. if you if you don't have any kind of like people on your wellness team, then it's certainly in my first year of sobriety. i'm I'm just going like I'm mm. kind of being led by my nose and just going and finding the things that feel good. Yeah. and accumulating them but what's wonderful about your book is that it's like encompassing all this stuff. it's like bringing in the best of the best from all these different areas all as food for thought so that people mm. can um you know have that variety of, of different things to try mm. try this on see how it feels and then that you know if you want to go deeper into something you've got that inroad. you've got that that mm. breadcrumb to follow so i think i think i just think it's a marvelous piece of work for this is like you know the, oh, the, the companion that you want through your first year of sobriety is is wonderful
1: oh thank you and i love what you said about um you know that day making tweaks in your daily routine and it's about sort of um, almost a permission and an expanding kind of skill set, muscle capacity to live intentionally, essentially, isn't it? So it's like once we get rid of the alcohol, we can start to see. And obviously it's got to be baby steps at first, really just getting through the day, getting through the trigger times. And as we get more, I mean, what, what I think this kind of, it's important to have that kind of, awareness like you said your acupuncturist acupuncturist said well actually you need to be working with your energy levels because actually if we get overwhelmed and depleted and we don't know about these things um you know they're huge triggers and we Mm. can get derailed so there's a there's a real sober practicality to it but there's also that deeper kind of um wellness journey like you were saying that sense of of wonder, a sense of well-being, a sense of calm, of about being able to access beauty, joy—you know those those—you know those gifts—and um, the secret of success is hidden in our daily routine. You mm-hmm. know because those days add up, those cycles add up. every morning I go out and I go, oh, you know it, it's such a good time to be intentional and just say, thank God I'm not hungover. Another beautiful—you know—is a day? Is a possibility? not hung over to really harness that <laughs> turn towards that moment rinse that moment you know
0: yeah and it and it's super mm. powerful locking that in that that intention setting and remembering because I mean for me mm. so on the 1st of October it'll be seven years so to me I
1: well
0: yeah it's, it's so cool it's like like yeah. you were saying Kate like it just gets to a point where but actually re- remembering that because thankfully things do fade you know we 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 heal and and we move through things and even more so like when we're going on uh, a journey of healing with the support of, you know with the tools that are in your book. But there's something magical about remembering remembering what it was like sometimes because those more I mean I love the mornings like they're just the most glorious time of day for me and I never used to even make them like <laughs> they, they weren't a thing because I was just you know either... <laughs> only a
1: few up from the night before <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah or like, rolling around.
2: Feeling like
0: crap, wishing, wishing them away, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What a gift! And um, I I had a similar experience actually. So, I I did uh, eighteen months alcohol free. I did a lot of traveling, a lot of really cool stuff in that time. But actually, there were a lot of ways in which I was hiding from myself too, and that I was using Mm. my adventures to do that. Um, So on the outside, it looked like I was making my world bigger, but there were still all these rooms, and and I didn't know how to open the doors. And I feel like a, a book like this is you know if there are things in there that people feel really drawn to or even if they're a bit like oh i feel a bit uncomfortable about that that's a really key signal because you can you just don't know until you try these things Mm. ellie's always talking about how cold therapy has become such a great friend for her for example and and i love the heat like i also love the cold but exploring these things that are going to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um and knowing and having a having something that can guide you through some of those processes i think is invaluable mm. and i and i was missing a lot of that early on i was sort of fumbling mm. around as well so yeah just to
1: echo yeah words. me too me too as well i think you know as they still the talk about the layers don't they the layers of the onion um the layers of healing because you know we we used it for a reason right and it worked it didn't work sure. um and I think part of that you you were talking about intentionality and reflection, and we do have those journaling prompts in the each week, which was which is is important that that sort of the gift of being able to reflect. Um, and you know, you could you we always say you know, Ante and I talk about right brain, left brain. So you know, you can do create, you know, creativity, you know, the, those feel good things. Um, you know, lighting up that kind of inner child, lots of treats, rewards, um, but essentially also journaling and reflective practices cr- is collecting evidence. If you're more of that kind of, mm, yeah. you know, rational, it's like, okay, it's Intel. What's working? What isn't? What do I shift? What do I need to adjust? You know, so it's it's data keeping. Um, so, you know, that's that's what we've tried to do with the book is to kind of appeal to both and incorporate both of those sides you know the practical and the kind of like I said the sort of the precious the fun creative but they've got reasons behind them and we used every single tool in the book when yeah, we were writing cool. it it was such a tough year <laughs> we, were like, we were like ah, we had moving we had social care involved with my family we had all you know it wasn't like Rarified, like oh you know let's just sit here and, and just be, be this real perfect you know sober writing you, do you know what i mean it was like no it's <laughs> shit's hitting the fan we've had a really bad year it was brexit like i mean yeah. and we could you know co- anyway so yeah it, it's about real tools for real lives but making it feel good hopefully that that's that's
2: the idea yeah yeah and it, and it absolutely does do that and there was something really striking in um one of the the quotes that i read uh that it really resonated with me because i've said the same thing myself and it, it when you were talking about like wouldn't it be nice that you just you know you go, you go off to your writing cabin and you're surrounded by all of your blankets and, your <laughs> and you're just writing away for the year and it's all lovely and you don't get that what you get instead is actual life and the quote or part of the quote in the book you say about making this decision to never abandon yourself again mm-hmm. and I've said that same thing about myself like it's this decision to go alcohol free or become sober it's it's a really radical decision and it it doesn't end with you know like you you can replace alcohol with many other things you know to, to numb yourself to escape and you know we all i think we all do that to some extent with you know real housewives mm-hmm. of insert place or whatever um but that that knowing of what's going on there and being able to be intentional about um you know how how we meet life so in the case of you know writing this this wonderful book amidst a really turbulent difficult time like that it's, it's such a striking thing to like have that knowing that you are, you've always got your own back and it, it like irrespective of what's going on out there. Like we're all going to be thrown so many challenges. There's going to be so many difficult life circumstances, but to have that, like that steadfast knowing deep inside that you are okay and you're always going to be okay. And you can, mm-hmm. you you have the, the strength and the resilience to work through whatever these things are. It's, um, to me it's the most beautiful thing that comes out of sobriety yeah it's it's that like deep deep knowing because I, and, I, and i'll often say this like we we only have two things the present moment and that knowing like we don't have all, all of our relationships are transient everybody's gonna you know either leave us or die you know that that's the only thing that we have the present moment right here right now and then that mm. knowing
1: yeah i love what you said about that that kind of um yeah, it's almost like that. The, the decision to be alcohol-free is that kind of fundamental act of self-love and self-care mm. um, for me too and that stick in the sand, solid ground. Yes. It's like, I know, I've tested it. Without that, the whole thing goes. For some reason, it is that foundational mm. for me. Mm. Um, and when you talk about that, you know, having your own back, I think that was something that I really had to learn that was mm. what I didn't have. That was part of, you know, the, it's like Gabor. Is it Gabor Mate or is it Ann Voskamp? No, I'm getting all my, my quotes mixed up about Johan Hari connection, uh, yes. uh, connection yeah. being the opposite of addiction. And I think what you sounds like you're talking about there is connection to self, yeah. which is, you know, for me, my route into that was, um, well, showing up for myself every day sober. That was like proof, you know. Oh, hi again. Kate. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. But there was an internal thing. Um, and Tara Brack, she's a Buddhist psychologist, you know her. Yeah, yeah her reign of self compassion. I did on Touchwood, My Last Day One. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I mean, it was like a seminal moment. I feel like a yeah. connection was made as I was able to not abandon myself in a moment of extreme pain and suffering mm. you know I was hung over I was like I've done it again and I realized that when I drink or when I drank it caused a disconnect from from and it was it was the wrong tool right so it was a wrong tool for any kind of discomfort I was having but yeah it kind of caused that that disconnect and it was so painful and it caused such a lot of shame that I couldn't actually find myself for a week and yeah. um, once I'd sort of said to myself I'm not I'm never going to do that because I'm not going to leave little Kate again I'm just not going to do that I didn't really know what that was but I was like I'm just not I'm not going to mm. it felt like okay I've got I've got you in some really profound way and I don't know if I'm explaining that very well but I'd totally encourage people to um, check out you know just that sort of self-compassion work and, and Tara Brack is if you struggle with that Tara Brack's so great lots of stuff on YouTube with her she helped me a lot
0: yeah that's amazing and I think um I mean the first part of 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 the program that we run when we do the first part is is connection and it's Mm. connection to ourselves to others to nature and it's it's the foundational pieces of like curiosity compassion connection yeah they as you as you say Kate they're the I have the exact same experience but um you know I have no I don't see it personally, from my perspective, I have no interest in kind of demonizing alcohol or any of that. I'm I'm all about truth connection, what works for people and, and, and for us all to make our own way. Um, and I have the exact same experience that I know that if, uh, if I invite alcohol into my life in any way, I, I lose myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not prepared to do that. I'm just not prepared to do that. Um, so it's really powerful to hear that. So, so me and ellie were talking before the call that um we thought it would be really nice as we're moving into autumn now we're literally you know the leaves are quite literally changing in front of our eyes um i live right next to the park and it was on (laughs) there it is and mine's i've got a big woolly jumper hanging in the corner somewhere you can't see it but if you were going to leave people with just a few things they can do i'm sure people are gonna there's no doubt that a lot of people are going to go and and search out the book after this but Mm. um you know, what would you offer people as a few things to take into autumn just to take that knit where not just literally, but metaphorically, mm. what else can, how else can people there wrap themselves up over the next couple of months?
1: Mm. Well, you know, I'm now because, you know, I said I was really tired, autumn, all the things, kids going back to school. I'd say this, you know, autumn is a transitional time and we are depleted, I think, after the summer so that opportunity like your acupuncturist said to that kind of rest and restore and slow down um if you can um is really important it's also a time of balance you know isn't it it's like that so between the sort of the summer and the winter we go through that transition time of autumn so you know like really thinking about what do i need to bring more balance into my life you know that's that's a good question um I've just opened a book, actually, because my brain isn't particularly working today, as I've said. I opened it at autumn, and it's a picture of a candle, and it said, connecting with nature, Um, and a quote by John Muir that says, come into the woods, for here is rest, and it goes back to what you said, Sam, about this connection, um, going indoors, but also getting outside to connect with nature, to see, I said, uh, I think I put in the book that, the autumn is like a fabulous old drag queen who's just like having a final fling before winter. Right. <laughs> and so like, let's go, let's go celebrate the queen. Right. Let's go, let's go worship. Um, but you know, the beautiful colors, it can be a very sensual time of year. You know, you get that kind of damp, you get the cold, you get the colors, you get that sense of, yeah, I get that sense of landing in autumn. Um, so I'd say mm-hmm. definitely get out, get out as well. Um you also by the conversely, you might be that kind of person that has that seasonal affective disorder and feels slightly down in the autumn. And again, inviting that idea of balance. What do you need to light yourself up? What do you need to warm yourself? What do you need to bring the kind of cheer towards yourself? So it's kind of like having a little yeah, inquiry into kind of what kind of seasonal beast you are really, um and then how to bring balance in autumn. That's what I would say.
0: I I love what you said there about what kind of seasonal beast you are. Like so, in Buddhism, they talk about having the mind of winter, the mind of spring, the mind of summer. And the thing is, if you're in autumn and you have the mind of mm. summer, you're going to suffer because it's are. not summer. So. A lot of this is embracing it, even if we are somebody who has often said, oh, you know, I hate the winter. I hate the dark nights. We're setting ourselves up for a form of resistance because it is dark at four o'clock. Like No matter how much we wish it to be different, it's like that. So what are the gifts? What I'm hearing and what you're saying is like, what magic is there here for me to find? And Mm. and the thing about intention is if you set yourself the intention of finding magic in autumn or winter, there will be some there to find. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: I love what you said, Sam. It's, yeah, it is. It's kind of going with it rather than fighting. And because where there is suffering, there will lead back to addictive behaviours. There'll be triggers there. So it's, you know, if we're to sort of say it in a kind of, I always say, like, I like things to look like magazines because I can be all really deep and woo, but essentially, I want to go off and read Grazia as well. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> do you know
1: what I mean? Let's keep it real. I want to watch Game of yeah, Thrones and, yeah. and read Grazia. But um, <laughs> so it's almost like, wh- what is my sober like? And break it down. What's my sober autumn going to look mm. like? My sober autumn and bringing it back to sobriety. So remembering that we're we're expanding out. We're getting the toolkit out. We're we're growing but always bringing it back to that foundation and then what do I want in my sober autumn? How do I want to feel in my sober winter? You know, and yeah, fra- framing it. So we're expanding, but we're coming back to that central point that alcohol free is, is that kind of foundation for us.
2: Mm. I love it. It's funny. I had a coaching call at the weekend. And a bunch of people, there's a lady that came on there and she's she, she, like big beaming smile really happy she must be getting on for I don't know seven or eight months alcohol free and she said you know what I used to hate this time of year absolutely bloody hate it but precisely what you were talking about Sam she's like I'm, I'm embracing it and and I said well what, what else is there to do because we can't change it right we can't we can't make the days any longer we can't you know re- remove the darkness you know like it's it's all happening and it was so wonderful to see just the like such so a, a a simple a um, simple again radical act of self care. I'm going to stop resisting this because mm. it is, and and I'm going to start to uh, ease into it in a way that makes sense to me. And mm. her whole demeanor was completely different. And then mm. that sparked curiosity. The bunch of other people. Oh, hang on. A minute. Well, I normally I I tend to say I hate the winter. I hate the cold. But what what is there for me to know about it? in Mm -hmm. my own and it's just it's such a like it changes everything because this is where suffering comes from from resisting what is so i just i just love like the whole the whole premise of of your book and the fact that people can kind of enter it and because it's a cycle they can enter it at any point in time yeah that's cool the way that you can use it like it's not as, as we were talking about earlier, like Quitlet is fantastic, but th- this is this this is not that. This this is this is like your a beautiful coffee table book that is there as your companion that you can use as a resource to keep going back to. Like it, mm. it's it's wonderful. And I, I've been talking a lot this last couple of weeks, I suppose partly to remind myself as much as anybody else about the importance of sober treats. So when when you described earlier, like that that the the book is both practical and precious like to me that it, well there you go there's your perfect sober treat so go and treat yourself mm. to this book and be able to uh, find that ease that I was talking about with that client to move through these seasons irrespective of what kind of seasonal beast you are
1: oh love that should be our
2: PR <laughs> <laughs> For what a lovely thing to
1: say. I'm so yeah thank you I'm absolutely delighted that you know that I, you know that
2: you other people are you
1: know finding it who are loving it basically it really
2: touches touches my heart thank you you're, you're super welcome like it's it, it's much needed we um we were having a conversation a bunch of us a few weeks ago about just what is missing in this space. And, and sometimes it's so hard to see it because you're in it all the time. You know, like the whole, you can't see the wood for the trees. And um, and then, you know, we, we got in touch about the book and and then I I heard the title of it and we got really excited. And then I looked at it and was like, well, this is it. This is, this is what's missing. Mm. So, you know, kudos to you and congratulations. It's oh, a wonderful, thank wonderful book. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Sally.
0: So, hey, is there anything else, Kate, that you would just S- 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 love to say to our listeners or any kind of message that you'd like to give people before we tie a bow on this. I feel like this won't be the the last conversation that we have, but, um, you know, is there anything else you'd love to say? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd just like to say, yeah. um, Keep going, you know, the best, you know, that I feel like what, what we do, what I needed in early sobriety and what I needed the first year what I even needed the second year and what I need when life gets tough because life is impactful isn't it yeah. and it is that kind of messages of hope hope from people I need I need to you know I need to huddle with other people and I need yeah. people further along to give me hope and I know um you know I have some 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 friends who've been sober for 20 odd years you know and they are huge sources of comfort and hope so I just hope that in some way, you know, this is helping and this is giving some hope. Um, yeah, that, that we, we all do that, aren't we? Like a flock of geese. Someone on Soberisters once said it was <laughs> like, we're, you know, like you have that um, that V of ge- a geese mm. and what happens is you've got one at the front and when they get tired, they go to yes. the back yeah, and another yes. one takes over. Oh, that's cool. And it feels like that, you know, I'm absolutely knackered now, so I'm going to be at the back. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I guess you know what I'm trying to say is it's just that 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 hope and that connection, you know. So Oh, that's
0: so let's lovely. Keep going.
1: The best is yet to come.
0: What yeah. a message. I love that so much. And also so so where can people find the book? You know, I see it's on Amazon, you've got the website there, but like tell us about socials and all those kinds of things.
1: Oh yeah, so um so Love Sober's on Instagram is uh c i c. Um, that's community interest company. Mm-hmm. what's that? So that's why that is. Um, I'm also Kate Bailey coach. so I've got a yeah a sort of separate old one and and the love Sober. The website is the best place to find um, everything really. Mm-hmm. That's uh, lovesober.com um and like i said we've got a podcast there's books on there there's a blog on there there's courses um for long-term sobriety as well there's a community a very small community um a secret facebook group which run their own peer support meetings a fantastic bunch of women um if you want to get in touch with mandy she's at mandymanners.com so that's where you can find us awesome. and the book's available everywhere basically if you're in the UK if you're in the States um, and internationally it's published in November 1st of November but
2: mm. yeah in the UK it's it's kind of everywhere so awesome so something for our American friends to look forward to too wonderful oh, no. Awesome. Uh, I'm going Thanks to join again, you Kate. at the back of the um, geese line. I'm going to be back there as well because I'm bloody knackered as well. Yeah. So yeah. you can read Grazia. <laughs> I'll watch some Bill Housewives of wherever. Do on on at the minute. sounds should see really their houses. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. They're right. like their Sam, Sam, Sam you're up front.
1: In the summer.
0: Yeah. I'll go up front yeah. for a bit. You two can okay. chill out in the back and watch. Well, Kate, thanks, like, Sam. thanks so much for coming on again. And um, as I say, you know, I look forward to the next conversation. I have a funny feeling we've got a lot that we could talk about over the next, uh, yeah, over the coming years. So um, thanks again.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Thank Isn't it just such an amazing thing to reflect on how, you know, we're part of nature. We absolutely are. There's going to be no way that, that we're not, both in conscious and unconscious ways, affected by the change of seasons. And um, we're kind of disconnected from that. So... We all hope that in some small way this conversation has opened up some curiosity uh, for some of us in and around this. And um, yeah, make sure you go check out Kate and Mandy's book. Awesome. Have an amazing autumnal week wherever you happen to be. Let us know any of the awesome things you decide to invite in or anything you've taken away from the podcast. And um, yeah, if you've been really inspired, go leave us a review. See you soon.